This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Food Network, this is Cooked and Booked. The podcast where food and true crime get blitzed, blended, and baked into one deliciously dangerous dish. They got people on them maple corners, is what you're saying? I do not want to bail you out of maple syrup jail, okay? <laughs> Let's go! I'm Sunny Anderson, Food Network host and true crime aficionado. And I'm bringing you true stories of scams, heists, and criminal capers with a tasty twist. Today's show is about something sticky, sweet, and stolen. It's the Great Maple Syrup Heist. And just so you know, while we're talking about crime and theft, this episode does not include any discussions of physical assault. Now, let's chew on this. I'm joined by Charles Holmes. He's a writer and podcast host at The Ringer, and his work has been featured in Rolling Stone, Billboard, and Complex. Welcome back, Charles. Yo, what's going on? I'm one half of the Midnight Boys. Pew, pew! <laughs> but now I'm here to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is uh, the crazy food world. Okay, we're going to take the hot takes from you, Charles. Uh, let's get <laughs> right into it because we're going to talk about some liquidated liquid gold. But first, I need to find uh, where you stand on maple syrup. All right, here's, here's the thing. Uh-oh. Uh, in terms of the hierarchy of my breakfast breads, I would say pancakes rate kind of low. I'm a man of architecture, so it would go number one waffles. I yes. think that those are the best showcase for my beloved maple syrup. Yeah. Then we're going to go French toast, and unfortunately last would be Mr. Pancakes. But I love maple syrup. You want the real deal maple syrup. That's what you're saying? I want it straight from the tap, raw, uncut mm. maple syrup. Well, this is why you're here today. Okay, this is a perfect time for you to learn about a maple syrup caper of all capers. Oh, so so Charles, were you aware that there's an active cartel operating over the border? Which cartel and which border? Well, we're not talking about the southern border. We're talking about the northern border. 
Canada, honey. Ooh. For real, the group that controls the maple syrup market in Quebec is technically a cartel. Ooh. Seriously. Now, this organization is called the Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. In the 1960s, a group of maple syrup makers across Quebec got together and hashed out an agreement to collectively market and sell their syrup. Today, this group represents more than 70% of the world's maple syrup supply. They have their claws in us already and Mm -hmm. we don't even know it. Oh, I can already tell the story is going to have so many dark twists and turns. (laughs) 70%. They got people on them maple corners, is what you're saying? (laughs) Don't don't step on my maple corners. You're almost uh, getting to what's about to happen here with this maple cartel. It's uh, pretty dicey um, to really get down to it. Now... Just so you know, to make real deal maple syrup, you've literally got to put taps in maple trees. Uh, you got to wait for the sap to drip out and then boil that sap down to get the syrup. So it's not just mixing up some elixir, no offense, plain pancake syrup, but uh, real maple syrup is weather dependent like any other crop. You can have good years with high supply and other years not so much. Years when they would say the streets are running dry. So you're telling me there's years out here (laughs) where the maple supply is not meeting the demand. I think I feel the need to say I I used to live in Brooklyn where you live right now. And uh, the way you're talking is indicative of Brooklyn in the 80s. (laughs) How How long have you been in Brooklyn? Because it seems like everything is going back to drug wars to you. And this is this is actually this is what very you said. Similar. There are cartels. There are cartels. They're hey. selling the maple syrup. People are stepping on corners. Uh, this is where the cartel business comes into play. This group keeps an official strategic reserve of maple syrup. Now, the idea is to combat the unpredictability of each year's harvest. You know. When the streets run dry, you got to make sure you got the backup at the trap house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I infected you right now. I'm sorry. You did. You're you're on Food (laughs) Network. You're supposed to keep it family friendly. All right? Let's reel this back. I was on Hot 97. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) All right, listen. We're talking barrels and barrels of maple syrup stored in warehouses in Quebec. Uh, This helps keep the price stable and the maple syrup industry in business, regardless of syrup supply from year to year. This is what they always tell you. Hmm. It's... It is structural, these problems. Mm -hmm. You just can't beat it out. My third eye is open and I have my tinfoil hat on right now. Please, please teach me more about how deep this maple conspiracy goes. It gets deep, okay? Uh, Truly, there's big money in maple. You know, just like the game you're describing, being on the block on the corner, making this money for the cartel. Ounce for ounce, maple syrup is worth more than oil. And it depends on the market, but we're talking sometimes 10 to 20 times more valuable. So when they call it liquid gold, they are not kidding. And they're not talking about cheese sauce on some macaroni. Wait, so break it down very, very quick for me. So you're telling Mm -hmm. me that maple syrup Mm -hmm. is, is more precious in some circles than oil. Yes, pound for pound. Hmm. It is making more money. It is worth more. I mean, it's why it has a cartel, right? <laughs> you got to control it somehow. You got to control the the development, the distribution, everything. So what So what do you do after you get all of this liquid gold in your hands? What happens? Well, 
apparently, according to you, you, you first you put it on your waffles, then you put it on your French toast, then you put it on your pancakes, okay? All right, no, so listen, uh, when you've got an expensive product like this and one group controlling the market, inevitably there are going to be uh, some people in the maple game that don't want to play by the rules. You know how that goes. So I'm just going to mention there is actually a black market for maple syrup. And in 2011, someone saw a mighty maple opportunity. Aw, oh, keep going. You said black market for maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And your boy was just like, I need some more. <laughs> this is getting kookier with every single sentence. <laughs> I shall continue. Okay, now we're going to travel to small town Quebec, specifically Saint-Louis de Blanfort. Hmm. Heard of it? No, not at all. But okay. you pronounced it beautifully. You like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is on point. All right, so um, it's in this rural area off the highway that runs in between Montreal and Quebec City. We're talking like just a thousand people, okay? Um, so now, listen, have you been to Quebec before, Charles? I have not. The only place that I've been to in Canada is Toronto. Yes, And honey. the only thing I could say about that is everybody there looks like The weekend and or Drake. <laughs> sometimes both at the same time. I don't know if the same thing can be said about Quebec. Uh, but have you been to Quebec? No, I've actually been to Toronto, which is kind of like asking someone if they've been to Texas before. And they're like, no, but I've been to Minnesota. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not close at all. So no cigar. Uh, but obviously, you've got the big city of Montreal. Uh, but there's a bunch of agriculture that goes down in Quebec, too. Um, in 2011 was actually an especially good year for maple syrup, which is what we're talking about here. And the official group of maple producers decided to increase their reserve supply, basically use the surplus to hold a little more back in case of lean years ahead. Uh, so this town became a new home to one of those official maple syrup reserve centers. Oh! This place is big. As long as a football field, it's filled with unmarked barrels like the ones you see on ocean liners carrying oil, except these are full of maple syrup, and they're stacked to the ceiling, sometimes six rows high. Oh. So we, we talked about, Charles, how much this stuff is worth. So it's not surprising that someone got the idea to uh, borrow a few of those barrels. Now, each of these barrels, though, weighs more than 600 pounds. Uh, borrowing those 600-pound barrels, obviously, is not going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? Are we talking about a maple heist? Yeah. Is there about to be the heat of maple syrup in old Quebec here? We like to call that a spoiler alert right here on Cooked and Booked. Are you ready for this? We're about to get real busy. Let's go! If you're trying to steal a 600-pound barrel of maple... Where there's a will, there's a way, right? So these barrels somehow start disappearing in the middle of the night. At first, thieves loaded the barrels onto trucks and drove them to another location. They'd drain the syrup and then refill the barrels with water. Then they'd return the barrels to the warehouse and no one was the wiser. From there, they'd drive the goods outside of Quebec and sell it to syrup distributors who may or may not have known where it came from. All right. You can picture the movie montage version. Not only can I, me being an enterprising young gentleman, I'm already like, all right, are we cutting the maple syrup? Are they trying to make it stretch? Like, what, what are we talking about? Because it's already ingenious that they are refilling these barrels 
with water. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me, then they're taking the maple syrup and they're like, all right, we have to hit every single corner. We got to supply. We got to meet this demand. I mean, listen, basically my vision, I'm seeing it's take, drain, refill, repeat for months. And guess what? No one's even noticing this caper is going down, man. It's got to be an inside job, right? That's always how it starts. Yeah. So this part feels like something out of a Canadian law and order that we're about to get to here, if there was such a thing. Wait, wait, should, should there be a Canadian law and order? The nicest crime show ever? Because they're so nice up there. Honestly, <laughs> no. If there was like a Canadian law and order... There would be an episode where it'd just be like Justin Bieber, uh, just getting up to no good. <laughs> be like, in a world where maple syrup is handled by the cartel, there are people that want it for their waffles and others that want it for their pockets. These are their stories. Gang, gang. This is why they pay you the big bucks. This <laughs> is why All they right. pay you the big bucks. All right, let, let, so let's continue because this gets really, really crazy. Um, still, no one is catching on, and the thieves start to cut corners because they feel like no one's watching, right? And that's when the mistakes start happening. So now they're not moving the barrels to a different location. They're just siphoning off that syrup directly from inside the warehouse. They're not even bothering to refill the barrels. This is what happens in every single crime movie, and it mm -hmm. drives me nutso. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's you can't cut the corners, okay? That's when the coppers, that's when the law starts noticing. You have to keep it buttoned up, all right? This was, they had a good thing going. They were refilling. When you were telling me they were filling it with water, that's when I was like, there is a criminal mastermind who's doing this that's on top of it, but this is the Goodfellas thing. Once the Once the money starts rolling in, Get a little high on your own maple supply. <laughs> Ten maple commandments. Now, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> what I'm thinking One. is I would never refill the barrels with water because water and maple aren't the same weight. I would go buy some pancake syrup, which is far cheaper. Then I would put that in the barrels, or at least something that has the same weight. Because in my mind, sooner or later, they got to pick these barrels up and weigh them. That's the criminal in mind in me. But So they're cutting the corners. Instead of taking the barrels out of the warehouse, filling them back up with water, returning them to the warehouse, now they're just siphoning straight in the warehouse. And they're not refilling them with water. So now there are empty barrels in the warehouse. So it's not until late July 2012, around a year later, when an inspector hired by the syrup cartel shows up to this warehouse. He's like, bonjour, and knock, knock. Hell yeah. <laughs> what he found, frankly, like my accent, shocked a nation. Let's get into it. We'll chew on that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At first glance, nothing in the maple syrup storage looks off. It still just looks like rows and rows of barrels stacked on top of each other. But then the inspector starts climbing. And then what happened next? I already know it's about to be a disaster up in this Mm -hmm. piece. Remember, typically these full barrels weigh 600 pounds, so they'll work as steady step stools, except they're not full. So when he starts a-climbing, he steps on an empty barrel and almost falls. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. The maple syrup crime gets a little bit slippery. Or I guess, mm-hmm. is maple sticky. syrup slippery? It's more sticky. The situation just got sticky. There we go. <laughs> I was working it out in real time, you. guys. All right? Work it, work it out, honey. This is wild enough. I'm just, I'm going off the top of the dome. <laughs> Now, fortunately, the inspector was okay, okay? He managed to keep his balance, but at this point, it becomes clear something's not right. He starts opening the barrels and finds that some of them are empty. Some are filled with water, and some of them are rusty. Mm. Now, in total, the thieves had stolen, you ready, almost 540,000 gallons of the good stuff. That's about enough to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool and you're not coming up for air. That's truly a gold medal heist. And how much Mm -hmm. would you say that that sheer amount, that Olympic-sized swimming pool of maple syrup is worth? We're about to find out. You ready? You sitting down? I am sitting down. Look at your retirement account and see if you would pad it with this money. 18 million Canadian dollars. Woo! That's about 13 million U.S. dollars. This is wild. You know what you could do for 13 million dollars? That's like, I'm just thinking we're in the wrong medium, okay? I will just tell you now, podcasting does not pay me 13 Mm -hmm. million dollars. I should be still (laughs) in the I'm just going to be real with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do not want to bail you out of maple syrup jail, okay? <laughs> I do not, Charles. Don't do it. <laughs> I would never get caught, okay? Because I'm learning all of the things that you don't do from this very intriguing tale of some thieves that got, that got a little bit too... They got too full of themselves. They did, but, you know, they didn't get arrested right away. There, there were no cameras at the facility. Okay, imagine that. So why would there be? It's uh, maple in barrels that were 600 pounds. No one's thinking that anything crazy was going to go on there. They thought they were not going to budge. Uh, so this becomes an all-hands-on-deck situation. The provincial police in Quebec start the in- investigation. And the Mounties and even the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol are starting to pitch in, too, because they don't want to get blamed for the problem. Uh, and some of the stolen syrup had been driven into Vermont. Mm. So it's literally an international incident that happens. It takes a couple of months, but in December 2012, police arrest nearly 20 people in connection to this theft. It was a whole operation. What do you think they called it? Operation Sticky Feet? Sticky oh, Fingers? I like ah, Operation, yeah, Operation Sticky, Sticky Fingers. Operation Sticky Feet is really, really good. Did you... <laughs> Be real. Did you just come up with that or did you have it in yeah. your back pocket? Be like, I'm going to hit him with this one. That was fast. That was, if we're going to I just came up with sticky feet, but because you know hip hop, I said sticky fingers. Remember from Onyx? I know. I was just saying, like, I, I was just wondering, you know, because you've yeah. been very quick on your feet in a way that's making me very jealous. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I can't do this. Oh. <laughs> But like I said, in December 2012, police, uh, they arrest nearly 20 people in connection to this theft. It was a whole operation. Authorities pointed to one guy as the ringleader, Richard, or Richard, I should say, because it's Canadian, Valier, mm. a.k.a. Richard. Can we, just, can we just agree, Richard? Yeah. He was not new to this game. Remember the maple syrup black market that I told you about? He'd Mm -hmm. been operating in the shadowy side of the maple world for years, okay? Richard first got a tip about this particular syrup reserved from someone named Avic Carone. And guess what? His wife was one of the owners of the warehouse where the syrup was stored. You, You get that? This is how it always goes down. It's always some, it's the security guard or this owner, that person tips this person off. And here's the thing that really bugs me, especially when it's a crime story in real life. I'm like, y'all have watched enough movies. Y'all know everything that y'all should avoid. But man, all right. I knew it was someone on the inside, but where does it go from here? Yeah, So Monsieur Caron knew how to get his guys into the complex because his wife worked there and he knew about the building's security and lack thereof, really. Mm -hmm. Didn't Mm -hmm. have to do any Mission Impossible shenanigans, but I kind of wish they did. It would have made it hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Can you just imagine a Canadian just like grappling in? Like, all right, guys, we have to get the maple syrup (laughs) now. Yeah, this is a heist that was actually pretty easy, if you think about it, when you've got the inside person telling you that there's no cameras that are going to be watching you. I mean, you can kind of just do what you want, you know? And when it comes down to uh, some of the nuts and bolts of how police found the guys, it started with the guy driving the maple truck away, the getaway driver, okay? So this third guy was the one who actually introduced Richard and Avic, and over the course of these thefts, he'd also rented a forklift because he had to, uh, you know, move these barrels. They were like 600 pounds, remember? 
Um, so, so when he went to go rent this forklift, uh, guess, guess whose name he put on the forklift rental? Don't tell me you used this government. His own. I, I knew Shadi used his government. You couldn't have, like, here's the thing. He should have, like, if, if my man was on his P's and Q's, he should have used a name. He should have been, like, Mr. Buttersworth, okay? Or he should have been, like, Uncle Jemima. Just, like, really just sticking it to him. He's like, y'all will no, never catch me, <laughs> coppers. Listen, um, we've all seen it, right? It's that name on the rental vehicle that gets them every time. It got Timothy McVeigh. Every single like did and here's the thing was no one how smart were these people at no point were they just like hey yo like guys we're just we're all just gonna use different names right if i was richard they wouldn't even know my name yeah i'd pick something really really cool i would be like i would be like mr bolo lasagna or something like that (laughs) yes i would have had the bane voice every single time somebody talked to me oh god hey don't talk to, don't use government names when it comes to maple syrup. Like I'd been like that. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about the the big roundup here. So the cops had some questions for the forklift driver. Okay, and once they figured out his connections to Avic and Richard, the roundup began. Authorities ended up getting a bunch of the syrup back as well. Uh, That was a whole separate issue because once maple syrup is out in the world, how do you tell if it's been stolen or not? It's not like it's got like some kind of code on it or anything. It's maple syrup. In the end, police seized hundreds of barrels of stolen syrup from a business in New Brunswick where the maple syrup market rules aren't as strict. Wait, is this New Brunswick in Jersey? Nah, nah, it's up there. Nah, oh, I thought nah. this was New Brunswick in Jersey, my home state. I was just like, oh, I, I, I'm like, I've been in New Brunswick, and I was about to be like, I know them. The mob would have totally gotten in on the cartel if it was in New Jersey. You know that. Oh, they should do a Sopranos reboot just about this. Oh, I wish it would come back. One of the better crime-like shows ever. This, honestly, they needed a Walter White. Heisenberg. Of, they needed a Heisenberg of, of maple syrup. If we think about it, do. <laughs> do they, really quick, before we move on, is there a blue maple syrup out there? Like, did did Richard be like, I want people to know this maple syrup is ours, so he just it's makes potent. that stuff blue? You're taking it back to the streets. But you know what? That's interesting. I wonder how they did package this uh, stolen maple syrup to make it look like, you know, actual maple syrup. You know, because people don't also realize when you buy real maple syrup, you should look at the label, and there's some insignias there that let you know it's actually real maple syrup. So I wonder if they even did that as well. Uh, But there was definitely a trial. And Avik, our insider to the warehouse, was sentenced to five years in prison— And the ringleader, Richard, he was found guilty of fraud, trafficking, and theft, and sentenced to eight years in prison. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. Mm. (laughs) They won't let me out. Here's the thing. Reform reform all uh, the prison industrial complex, but at a certain point, Criminals do better. If if you're gonna steal maple syrup, all right, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta cross your eyes, dot and, your T's. And, wait, cross your eyes. You gotta dot the you dot yeah. the eyes and cross the T's. That's why I said dot this your is, T's for you. I was going with you. Here here's the thing. This is why I'm a journalist and I was not that great at math. As you guys. Hey, small programming note. I was the first ever in the United States or ever to play Akon Locked Up with D Block and Jada Kiss on it on the radio. Whoa. 
Let's yeah. rewind. I did a lot it's, of firsts, but it's, it's not because of me. It's because I had the microphone. They, they no, couldn't that's care less if it was me. Though. That's history. Yeah. Locked up. I did a lot of firsts. Those were the days, but when they were the days, we knew they were the days, you know? Speaking of days and eight years in prison <laughs> for stealing some maple syrup, the, the judge in this case added another stipulation, too. Uh, Richard had 10 years to pay a fine of 9.4 million Canadian dollars. The math on that's about 7 million U.S. bucks, okay? And that's what the court determined was the value of the syrup he was able to sell. If he doesn't pay it back, he gets six more years added to his sentence. Now, how's he supposed to get that kind of money while serving time? Unclear. I don't know. His back's against the wall. Rent is due. (laughs) My man either start singing like Mariah Carey or find another way because I don't know how he's getting out of this. In jail. So Richard actually tried to appeal that part about the fine and the possible extra years. But ultimately, the Canadian Supreme Court said, no dice. That stipulation stays. Supreme Court don't play about maple syrup like that. They're like, hey, you you get into the hard stuff. You get into that hard maple brown, you're going (laughs) to face some hard time. That's just how it goes down. Okay, so here's here's the real afterthought here. And parole hearings, let's go over it. In parole hearings over the years, Richard has basically said, yeah, he was in it for the money, but also he says he held a grudge against this official group of maple producers and their strict rules. He'd had run-ins with them over the years and wanted revenge. So Richard might say he was a... Robin Hood, Robin Good Syrup to try and find a workaround of the system. But in the end, this particular crime absolutely did not pay. He's currently still in prison. He'll hit the end of his original seven-year, 10-month sentence in 2025. So we'll have to check back then for an update. I mean, this is coming out now, it, but, you know, if someone happens to catch this and it's, say, 2025 or 2026, this is the time when I start Googling to figure out, did he raise the money or is he going to get those extra years in prison? Yeah. You know? We, we did not actually really dive into, is this one of those things in the Canadian government where they're like, there is no way he's going to make this amount of money from behind bars, so we're just tacking this on. Well, just a little work around. I'm just... I mean, were there assets before he went in that he had legally? Can he, does he have a rich auntie or maybe someone, unfortunately, but we are talking crime, passed away and left him money? I don't know. Like, how do you make that money while you're incarcerated? It's almost kind of like a, you're not going to do it. So, like, you know, he's not going to do it. What a shame. We'll see. What a shame. When 2025 hits, or if it's already hit, we'll know. And that is the story of the great maple syrup heist. A sticky situation, if I ever heard one. Final thoughts? Lessons? What's the takeaway on this one, Charles? What are you thinking? Oh, there's a couple takeaways, all right? Let's go for it. There's no such thing as an easy crime. You might be like, hey, this is maple syrup. This This is all fun and games. This is a clown show. But no, it's still a crime. 
All right, we're still stealing from people. It's a controlled substance. Hey, they got a whole cartel up there. It was attempting to be controlled. Yes. Yeah. They were crossing state lines. They were crossing country lines. That's when you know you're on your justified stuff. You got to call up the U.S. Marshal, okay? You got to get Raylan Givens on this. I think the big thing I'm realizing, it doesn't matter if it's the hard white or the hard brown. If you have ego involved, if you are not... Zippered up. Don't use don't use your government name, okay? Don't fill stuff up with water. To your point, we got to think about how much does syrup weigh, how much does water weigh? Because if they did this right, they still might be out there flooding the streets with this illicit maple syrup. But unfortunately, they cut corners. And in this kitchen, in Cooked and Book, we know when you cut corners, you get burned. I'm feeling like it's possible someone could have learned from this and they're trying to do it and it could be happening now and we don't even know it. So next time you go to the supermarket and you see that 100% maple syrup, you think to yourself, is this the good stuff or is this the good and illegal stuff? Yeah. Never really know. Well, just make sure you, you stock up on it legally. No five-finger discounts, okay? Because that stuff is valuable and it can put you in jail. I feel, uh, you. I feel All right, you. Charles, please remind our listeners where they can find you these days and your silly personality. Oh, yo. Everybody got to tap in. I have a podcast that comes out every week. The Midnight Boys, pew, pew, with Van Lathan, <laughs> Jomia Deneron, Steve Allman. We stay up until midnight. We watch all of the good and bad shows and we react to it. You can find my writing on The Ringer. Uh, and yeah, just tap in. And thank you so much for allowing me to hear about this riveting tale of mass maple criminality. I really appreciate it. Stick with us for more tales of bad eggs, fishy scams, and culinary capers. I'm Sunny Anderson, and this is Cooked and Booked. Cooked and Booked is produced by Paradiso Media for Food Network. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. And we love it if you would take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let's finish this dish. For the head maple syrup thief, as of October 2023, Richard Valier remains imprisoned in Quebec. His original sentence will be up in 2025. It remains to be seen whether he'll have to serve an additional six years for failure to repay the value of the stolen goods. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.